and as the slogan says, that's why mums go to ice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. Oh, mate. So is your New Year's resolution eat fewer cakes? Actually, no, because I've tried that before and it doesn't work, right? I just, just it's, my, it's my thorn in my side, all right? I know what Paul's talking about. <laughs> he just has to live with it. Paul had an addiction to yum-yums, that's what it was. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. We can't cut it all out. Hello and welcome to season two, episode two of the Real Talk podcast. Woo, woo, woo. I'm joined by Josh Smith on my right up? and Josh Gale on my left. Yeah. And I am in the middle, Callum here for you. Two, so, a yob sandwich. Yob sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> two yobs on either side. The yobs either side. Oh, that's yeah, it. Two on either side. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would mean four that's, of us. That's not how it works. I though. almost failed maths at GCSE, so <laughs> let's just move on. I, I want to ask you what you got, but I don't feel nah, like no, no one needs to know. No one needs to know. No one needs to know. Was it in maths B tech? Oh, we'll leave that. <laughs> How's everyone's week oh, been? Oh, all been all right, Josh? You doing good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. Lots to be thankful for. Yeah. Life's all right, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I walked in the other day through Victoria Park, which is in Leicester, in case you're one of our international viewers. Shout out, Ohio. Hey. And, um, I walked in through Vicky Park and the fog was like thick on the ground and there was ice on the grass. Oh, I just walking through this mist. I just looked around and thought, your life's all right. Who else? I love mist. Like, I don't know why. Mist is so cool. There's something like spooky, but in a good way about it. You see, you just see I mist outside. You're like, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say in the summer, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I miss this. That's why he's hosting the podcast That's why I'm on the big bucks I'm not on the big bucks How's your week been Callum? Yeah it's been alright Similar actually I remember I walked through Victoria Park Early in the morning Missed Got to the middle of it Looked around and couldn't see the edge of the park anywhere And that was a really cool feeling And also slightly It felt like I was in Stranger Things or something Like I was going to just step out into this creepy Into the upside down Yeah that would not be ideal but yeah, mm. that wasn't the highlight of my week. I was about to say, is there anything else? <laughs> That's lockdown mist, life. Missed, what's mine? The <laughs> highlight of the week has been going outside. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. in itself is a victory today. Surely there's something else more exciting yeah. than that. I was just so grateful for, for creation, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously, yeah. Like, the Bible does talk about people will look at creation and be able to see that there is a God. And there's mm. something about that, even in the middle of winter, that you get outside your house for your one walk a day. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you can see God in creation, like yeah. the mist and how the waters freeze over, but there's always water. Like all of it yeah. is just magical. It takes your breath away. And because it's literally like... <laughs> it does when it's so <laughs> cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, but my week's been good. My week's been good. Levi has learned this week how to wave, which is so exciting. Really? <laughs> Although I'll wave at him like this and he'll go like this. <laughs> I was about so, to say, is it more like muscle spasms? Or is it actually <laughs> waving? It's cool. He's learned over the last couple of weeks, he's learned to clap. But Aww. he always closes his right fist, so it looks like he's a death threat. <laughs> <laughs> just so looking I'll, at you like head to I'll it. clap at him, and he'll look at me and just go. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> you like coming back one time to the babysitter, like crying in the corner, like he's been threatening to kill me all evening. Oh, right, I'll change your nappy, um, relax. <laughs> but yeah, then he's learned to wave this week, which has been Aww. really fun. So uh, he waves at certain things. So he doesn't often wave at people. If you wave at him, we'll just look at you blank. Mm. But every time he walks past the light switch in his bedroom, <laughs> loves it. We've got a pull light switch, Aww. and he just wants to grab it. It's very anyway. That's, so that's been that's been fun. Yeah, mm. for sure. 
Well, yeah, I've had a pretty good week. Uh, we've started up a lot of our um, live streams and things for our yeah. young adults this week, which has been fun. That's Although, cool. in the middle of doing the one on Monday, so today, <laughs> you don't know, we record on Monday. You might be slightly confused if you're listening to this on Friday. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, um, I was in the middle of it and got up to like close the evening and my phone started ringing. And it, it was my brother who... I thought would you know be fully support, behind me, you know, tapping you. into this thing that we're putting on Watching for his age it. group, supporting yeah. me. Uh, wanted to know if I wanted to play computer games with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, you're clearly invested <laughs> in, in you know our work as a church. So not did. only did he not watch you, he also completely forgot it was actually that was happening it. and, and called me you in the middle of it. Threw me off my it. game. That was it. <laughs> Threw <laughs> you off your game. Hey. Hey. That was deliberate. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I've had something quite exciting, haven't you? Yeah, I got a new car. Oh, very nice. Very privileged to have that. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with my old one, though. So <laughs> I've got it, and I'm not sold it because it, it's a bit crappy. How, but. how much money are you looking for for it? It's not going to sell for much. So <laughs> if you'd it. like a second-hand <laughs> battered I'm, Ford Fiesta, Josh is going to sell it. it there's a bidding war. It begins at one pound. He'll yeah. pay you to take it. At this or point. I might <laughs> give it to the person I actually said I was going to give it to. So probably not going to advertise You're going to give it. your car away? Yeah. To me. Thank you. No, because like it's like not that, like that. It's not going to yeah, sell good. much, and it's, it's got big fat dent. So why not inside. bless someone with it? Yeah, yeah. It's good, good stuff. But the problem is, I need to move it into my garage, but I haven't. So it's just taking up a space in our in our little side road, which is already congested. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I'm just waiting for like a complaint to come through our door. There's also three of you in your one flat. Yeah. All of whom drive. So yeah. you've got four cars currently. <laughs> yeah. For one flat. And, and it's a very small size. I was going to say, there's like five car parking, car parking spaces in the whole place, isn't oh, there? This is the problem. Our, our neighbours get overtired about everything. Like we had, um, we had a Mackey's one day and we were walking back into our flat and I think we we're just waiting to someone getting their keys and locking it. We were just putting our stuff to the side to quickly get our keys out. I think someone left a um, barbecue sauce pot uh, on the side. Um, just like out in the in the corridor, and then we went in. We didn't even like notice it, and it was gone the next morning. So we didn't even realize it was. We left it, oh, okay. and then we just like got someone banging on our door, like, "Have you had Mackies recently?" And we're just like, "Well, it's fair. We have it most days." <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair assumption. <laughs> and then, and then um, he was like, "Look, mate, I'm just trying to keep this place clean, and you guys are just disturbing it. All you've done is coming in and this, this, this. And it's like you're just leaving barbecue sauce pots. Like it's just a, it's just an embarrassment." And I'm just like, "What is a barbecue wow. sauce pot?" <laughs> I flip it. Yeah, we're getting death threats. But then everyone gets annoyed about something, don't they? True. They do. Pet what, peeves. What are some of your guys' pet peeves? Oh, my word. They're endless. Endless. No, I don't know. I don't get annoyed about many things. Things like people walking slow in front of me. Can't stand that. Like, so I've, like... Yeah, like, you know what I mean? When you're in a rush and you need to get somewhere and there's about three people walking a big line in front of you, I'm just like... Like human oh. traffic. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It's like you expect that in a car, you wouldn't expect that walking around. Yeah. It always happens as well when like, so if I like nip into town and I'm like, oh, I'm going to like four or five different shops. I know exactly what I'm getting. Christmas shopping, I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah. Got to um, you always get stuck behind someone and it throws the whole trip off. True. Yeah, because you, your timings go behind and yeah. stuff. I just uh, two foot slide tackle them and throw them my way. You know when you're walking somewhere, especially with all the COVID stuff in place, where you're supposed to stay like two meters apart from one another at all times mm. and you're trying to get to a certain part in the supermarket. And there's just someone there who's just kind of like fiddling the fruit and just st stays still. Oh my mm. goodness. Yeah. Have I got a story for you? I can't remember <laughs> what he told you this, but again, I'm going back to Christmas shopping, okay? I was in Iceland 
Mm. Don't ask me why I was Christmas shopping in Iceland, okay? <laughs> there was obviously someone who I love a lot who was getting that present. Um, <laughs> uh, first of all, it was chaos in there. Everyone, yeah. I was in the queue, seven people in the queue with me. I was the only one who didn't have their mask on under their nose, oh. which is in itself a pet peeve. That's annoying. But then when I got into the supermarket, like into the actual, like, I don't know what it's called, like the, the bay the with the conveyor belt. The, the checkout, there we Check go. Checkout, yeah. Um, <laughs> the payment bay. The payment the one with the uh, conveyor belt for food. The yes. payment thing that you put The portal on. for the exchange of money for, for goods <laughs> that you have purchased. The, the checkout. <laughs> so I left a, a good bit of space between yeah, me yeah. and the woman in front of me. R- and I was just starting to load my stuff onto the, the like, checkout. Yeah. And I felt something like nudge me from behind. And I turned around, and this guy had literally backed his trolley into the booth in the middle of COVID when you're supposed to stay two meters away from everyone. It was like rubbing up against me to like push me forward. Really? <laughs> and I was there, and I was like panicking. I was like, what do I do? I'm not the massively confrontational person. So I was like, I can't. What do I have to? Oh my gosh, I have to say something. So, what do you do? I just turned around. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Can you move back, please? When what I should have said was, What are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> Bog off, <laughs> mate. Get away from me. What about you, Josh? You got some pet peeves you'd like to share? Um, I know there are certain things that really rack me off, yeah. So I get really frustrated by middle lane drivers. Um, and if you're one of those, like, Jesus loves you, but, but just you. do better. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's when the motorway is empty and they're sat in the middle lane. It's normally nighttime and they're just doing 60. Mm. I, don't, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. I just don't get it. Yeah, so in motorway driving. <laughs> in essence but no, middle driving. lane drivers in particular because what you have to do in theory you're not allowed to undertake them so you have to go out two lanes to go around them and then back in and they still don't go into the left I mean it's just not good enough man mm. yeah <laughs> cool <laughs> this is a mess isn't it this is an absolute mess <laughs> so this is like my big pet peeve really um, and in general I'm quite a tolerant person mm. But people who like incessantly grumble, and maybe it's a little bit ir- I, like, ironic that I'm having a grumble <laughs> about, about people that grumble. Yeah. But uh, you, you just sometimes just think like, oh my gosh, like do like find some joy in your life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You got so much to be thankful for. People yeah. grumbling about barbecue dips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and You're this a is a podcast where we're just grumbling about other things. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. What are your pet peeves? My pet peeve is you lot grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand that though. Like. People that sap your joy yeah. because they just want to make everything sour. But it's, mm. The thing is, I think for me, it's a sandpaper thing. Yeah, so yeah. someone makes a comment, I'll just let it go. And then they make another one. And it's like, okay, that's getting a bit annoying now. And then it keeps happening. It's like, it's like someone just like poking you in the side yeah. of the head until okay. at one point you snap and murder them with a hammer. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> is this a lot of pent of aggression coming yeah, out now? It. It's <laughs> coming out now. Yeah, Where's my hammer? Yeah, I, get you. I think another thing that really frustrates me on a more genuine... No, I mean, I do get annoyed with middle lane drivers. That is genuine. But more importantly, litter. I hate litter. Oh, mm. yeah. So, I mean, people that leave, like, McDonald's barbecue sauce pots in the hallway. <laughs> Outrage. And that, that, would really, that would really do it for me. Yeah. You, for you, the just, guy you just think, like, <laughs> do better with your life. What are you doing? <laughs> you yeah. know, no, what it is, is, and this is not just the McDonald's podcast, but people who go through the drive-thru and then sit in their car in a space, and then once they finish their food, just, like, drop their bags out the window. Uh, I just... I, don't, I just don't understand that way of living. It really gets me. So I, I remember nearly getting in a couple of fights before where I've gone to the person's car, wow. I picked their litter up and said to them, would you like me to bin this for you? 
and then Ooh. they normally f and blind at you and drive off. Yeah. But it just, it just, yeah, it hurts. That comes out of obviously like guilt, though, doesn't it? Yeah, they, definitely. If they didn't think they're doing anything wrong, they would have been like, oh no, it's fine, you can. Keep oh, I'm it. so sorry. I didn't realize I dropped that whole bag of rubbish on the floor right yeah. outside my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Litter just does it for me. I think it's just a selfishness thing, right? I think mm-hmm. that's something that really gets me. It's not necessarily an action, but when people just have a mentality that only wants to look after themselves or do what's immediately best for them. That's it. So I don't want to put that in the bin because that involves me getting cold to get out of my car. So I'll just drop it outside because that's best for me. I just don't The worst thing it. is that most McDonald's drive throughs have those bins that you can just throw There's your rubbish. There's target practice bins. <laughs> Which really makes like, putting your rubbish in the yeah, bin so much fun. Yeah, it up into a ball and then yeah, vomit as yeah, you Yeah, but past. doesn't it like, that encourage littering? Because you're like, <laughs> like loving it. <laughs> and Mrs. is like, oh, and try away. And you've already driven off. There's yeah. a drive-by, drive-by binning. <laughs> <laughs> and you've gone by that. No yeah. one can blame you for that as well because you were trying to put it in the bin. <laughs> Left the intention le- was there. <laughs> Left over McFlurry, you just go straight for the window yeah, but yeah no, that's the alternative target practice, isn't it? So your mate's car. <laughs> yeah. I feel like pet peeves for me, um, two big ones is people making tea the wrong way. My uh, the wrong flatmates. Way? The right way is tea bag, hot water, then you put the tea bag out and then milk in. Yeah. Yeah, what if correct. you don't brew it long so, enough? So what if you put the milk in and it's a really weak You should know how to make tea properly yeah, in yeah, wet, wet lettuce. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. He's right. He's right. right. I don't drink tea, but he's right. There are not there are not many hills. How do you make it? That then? I will die on. But you put the milk in. For, I don't care. This is gonna. I'm gonna get all the hate now. It's gonna be like hashtag death to Callum trending on Twitter. <laughs> now. I don't care. You put the milk in first. Do you know why? The optimal brewing temperature for tea, according to one thing I read on the internet that was written by a stranger, is 88 <laughs> degrees. My. 88 degrees, not 100 degrees straight out of the kettle. So you put your milk in, you water in, it's the perfect temperature. So if you're listening to this and you just don't drink tea or care about Callum's opinion on life, then email <laughs> admin at <laughs> truthlifechurch.org.uk and with the hashtag death to Callum Hurt. <laughs> really, we're getting really... What's Callum doing recently? Yeah, if you want to fight me on this, my address is... No. <laughs> Audi substitutes. Yeah, not Audi. Asda. I'm, I'm ordered it. It's me. got four legs. I got annoyed for her. Because usually my food, they're flipping got substituted. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, I want some cocktail sausages. They just send me, send me a batch of frozen sausages. Like, I can't snack on that, can I? <laughs> Throw it in the oven. No, thank you. You know what? I, I mentioned this on one of the last podcasts and it got cut because we went over time. <laughs> but I'm bringing it back up. I ordered basil to make basil pesto. <laughs> and they gave me parsley. The, the fact is that we are all also, as much as we get annoyed at other people, mm. we're the source of some other people's pet peeves. Too. Yeah, I was about to say, is there anything that we do that can annoy people? I think I annoy people I think sometimes. there's loads of both of you do that annoy me. <laughs> oh, please tell me. Well then. Well then, mate. Do you want to do our, like, PDP? Right? <laughs> <laughs> your, your PDP is live on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, very funny. Oh, man. I know something for a fact that I do. Some people would say that I'm quite a loud chewer. You're one of the easy... And, uh, I think... <laughs> that's it. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Real Talk here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. Callum you do it in the same way that Levi did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my, my sister-in-law, um, Sky, has a real thing with like people chewing. If she can hear yeah. someone chewing, it just drives yeah, it nuts. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And I, it took me a while to like integrate myself into the family you because of that. <laughs> you... And in fact, just Sky, if you're listening now, I just want to say... <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, eat with your mouth open? No. You ever developed adult traits? It just makes noise as you, as you like chew it, you swish it around, don't you? <laughs> you can't have just eats like a cow. No, <laughs> no. You know, try and eat with your mouth closed and make noise. Don't work. 
okay, this one, that's just weird. What do you do that people find annoying? Uh, what do I do, Rain? <laughs> no, um, I, I make a, I make a lot of noise. <laughs> make a lot of noise. I'm you are a, a very loud person. I'm such a loud person. <laughs> but I also like like tap things and like you're stuff you're like that. I'm just here. Oh, you're, you're. yeah. No, but I, I I always bounce my knee. Apparently, that really annoys people. So, but I can't help it. Just always, always so stressed. Just got to bounce my knee. What do I do that you find annoying? You know what? You know what it is though. Is um, when you send a WhatsApp message and it's seen immediately, oh, and then you Josh reply three days later. Awful <laughs> replying to WhatsApps. Awful. So I, I, this is a genuine thing. So I think people find it annoying when I read their messages and just blank them off. And I, I mean, when you say it like that, I understand why that might be frustrating. So I joked with a colleague the other day that they could buy Josh Prime, which is like one day next delivery. <laughs> um, so if, if you, it's yeah, 79 pounds a year, same as Amazon. Wow. And if you do that, I promise to respond within one working day. <laughs> that's, that's Saturday and Wednesday do not count as working day. Oh, yeah, wow. I'll subscribe to that. I, I don't. I'm making money on I this podcast. It's not worth it. I mean, it's worth it because otherwise it's a seven-day delivery charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three to five delivery three working days. Five oh, working but, days. Yeah, yeah that's, that is the thing. Sometimes though, it's good to have your patience tested. I don't think the patience is something that comes naturally to humanity. Cool. So my 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 thought with this is this, right? So just hear me out. We're gonna we're gonna dive in for a moment, and then we'll come back to patience. Um, Patience is a fruit of the spirit. So when mm. you read through the account of the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of spirit, note the word is fruit, not fruits. So it's singular, not plural. So mm. you can't say, oh, I've got one and I've not got another. Because yeah. either you've got them all or you don't have any. Mm. So I know a lot of people that would say, oh, yeah, I'm kind and I'm gentle, but I've got no patience. <laughs> And yeah. I would then argue whether they have any of them. Because if you have one of them and not the others, then maybe you don't actually have mm. any at all. I, so I think patience is a fruit of the Spirit. But I think that patience only comes through the Holy Spirit. I don't think that any of us are naturally patient. We don't enjoy waiting, especially in our generation. True. Mm. Everything's instant. In the day of yeah. next day Amazon Prime delivery. Yeah, eh? next day Josh Prime. Seven and a half a year. <laughs> if you want to know more, then email admin at trinitylifechurch.org.uk. <laughs> wow, I didn't realise that all these times where you don't reply to important work texts, that's, that's it's it. It's because you're, you're standing. It's a pastoral I'm learning. I'm allowing myself to enjoy the moment without being bound to communication. Ooh. But it is true. I feel rebuked. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Everyone's like, they want everything like no. right away. Right away. They don't realize what they could learn from being patient. Yeah. Mm. Because you look in the bar, there's so many stories of people being patient How about so many things. Everyone's waiting for things. Did you know that between the last um, prophetic writing before Jesus and the birth of Jesus was a 400 year period. Man, wow. 400 years of silence of people of Israel waiting for the Messiah mm. without a single word. Mm. So for most people, well, for, for everyone, that's, that's the entirety of their lives, just waiting in silence for the promise. Okay. Like if that's not a test of patience. I, I know exactly what, what those people are going through because the last prayer meeting before we broke our fast last week, that was about 400 years <laughs> of waiting. <laughs> No, I, I think that patience is genuinely something that this generation, uh, myself included, don't find easy. Mm. I th often think, like, because I'm quite a tolerant person, I think. And I think I confuse that for being a patient person. Wow. Um, and it's not the same, because the things that try my patience try it really quickly. It's like I said about someone grumbling. It's like, it takes three grumbles and I don't want to tear their head <laughs> off. Yeah. Three grumbles and then I'm, like, making snide comments to, to someone over text about it. I don't do that a lot. I'm really sorry if, uh, if you're listening and you grumbled at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
The Lord forgive me. But you, I feel like you also see it, um, it's not just a thing that doesn't happen in church. You see it in church. A lot of people are like, oh, where, when's like God's plan for me like starting? When is it happening? <laughs> well, we always aspire to be more like Jesus. And Jesus had to wait, like, how many years did he have to wait before his ministry started? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't I, even hear about any of it in the Bible because like he waited. He didn't, he didn't do anything special in that time. I mean, you know, Jesus being Jesus, I'm sure his life is all special. But like he waited for so long before his ministry started. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he had to do it at the right time. Yeah. And he had, and yeah, you know, yeah. he had to develop and everything. I would have loved to have known pre-ministry Jesus. Yeah. Like imagine just like going to like, like Sunday school with him or something. Like, yeah. That would just teenage would Jesus. Been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Teenage Jesus. Hey, you're cool. going to come play. I don't know what people then played. <laughs> you're gonna come play hoop stick you yeah. know <laughs> they just like knock the hook around that's the one that's, I play that at home Don't you wanna come climb some trees Jesus <laughs> throw some rocks yeah. uh, I, let me tell you about the tree of life oh shut up oh, so <laughs> um, I, th- I think Jesus like whether that was before his ministry began before his time had come or since especially after watching some of this series The Chosen um, which I'll, I'll bang on about now because it's sensationally good but I think Jesus came to depict what humanity was supposed to look like from the beginning. Mm. So I don't, don't, don't mishear me. Jesus was exceptional in every way. But I think he was just beautifully human when he walked the earth. I think Jesus came to show us what God's original intention for humanity looked like mm. in how he walked and talked and related with individuals. There's nothing weird about him or overly Christian about him. Like, I don't think Jesus was a guy that just gave you Sunday school answers. Yeah. I don't think that's how he lived. I think he lived beautifully human. A kind, compassionate, caring, but also that's fun. He um, wasn't going to be that slightly weird Christian that went to everyone's CU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think Jesus knew what it was to, to live life to the full uh, on earth because that's what he promises us. I yeah. think he laughed a lot. I think he ate a lot of food. I think he like played sport with his disciples. I imagine <laughs> they had two good five-a-side football teams and <laughs> each team had one sub. Yeah. Um, like the guy that just didn't get picked. Yeah. So like Thomas or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thomas and Thaddeus, the one that no one ever remembers. Um, but I just think that's, that's who Jesus came to be. And, and what it is to become Christian is to understand what God's original intention was for us to be human. Yeah. yeah. That's to walk in relationship with him. What sort of things do you think we can learn from being patient? Maybe even for a long time. Mm-hmm. Some people like have to be patient for a couple of years. I, I, I have to be patient this year because I thought, um, not many people know this, and some people might, but I got my course cancelled like at the start of this year. And it's no biggie. Like You just get on with life and you have to adapt. Yeah. Um, it happened to everyone in COVID. <laughs> but um, it's like, oh, I was meant to be starting something I really wanted to do. Um, and then all of a sudden I have to wait another year. And I don't like, when you first think about it, you're like, oh, how am I going to progress? But like, I've actually learned a lot by being patient, like so much by being Mm. patient. Um, Things I probably wouldn't have learned if I went straight into my course. Yeah. Um, Sometimes patience, I feel like can be a preparation time, but I also feel like sometimes God's got some lessons to teach you before he wants you to go into whatever you're eager to go into. And it's not passive, is it? So I think people can miss misinterpret patience for just waiting. And I think there is a difference. Yeah. So you can aimlessly wait for something. Mm. Uh, and which doesn't necessarily serve a purpose. But I think in your patience, you're still active yeah. and you're still asking questions and you're still looking. So notice it's one of the things that Satan tempts Jesus by. So after Jesus fasts for 40 days, um, he wa- walks into the wilderness, he gets led there by the spirit and gets tempted by the devil, right? 
um, it's just yeah. after his baptism in the Gospels. And one of the things Satan tempts Jesus by is a shortcut to the fulfillment of his promise. Mm. So Satan says, the last temptation, if you bow down to me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the earth. Like the kingdoms have always been Jesus' inheritance. But mm. if he was to quit, if he wasn't to be patient, if he wasn't to wait it out and take the shortcut, then all of humanity would have been ruined. Mm. So I, I think that's partly what we need to learn in this season, in a more hidden that's season. Great is that God's doing something now. Mm. And if we take the shortcut, we might miss the promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as well, it's it's important to know that like, patience isn't a lack or an absence of yeah. frustration or irritations. Very good. Very good. It's, I think patience comes out of those times. Uh, much like, you know, people say about like courage not being like the lack of fear. It's like choosing to act in the face of fear. It's a similar kind of thing. Um, and just to kind of, I've got, I've got two verses from uh, two different Psalms here. Psalm uh, 7, 11, which says, God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. Wow. Like God every day feels indignation, which I would say is not that far removed from like irritation. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's almost like a more powerful, like deep form of that. Mm. Um, but also the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Mm. Like he feels frustrated with us sometimes but he's slow to anger about it. Wow. Mm. Like he, out of those moments of maybe slight frustration where we don't get things right, mm. he still chooses love and he chooses to be patient with us. Yeah, that's mm. good, man. Like, that's yeah. good. That's true. God, God's been very patient with a lot of things in the Bible. Like the Israelites, oh my word. If they yeah. could write a comedy in the Bible, it would be the Israelites. Yeah. The amount of times we're like, yeah, we're coming back to God. Oh wait, we've walked away from him. Oh, we're coming back. God does a miracle. <laughs> it's like, a, like, it's it's like a pantomime, isn't it's, it? It is. It's so, it's, like, it's so obvious that God is their true God, but they're like, no, we believe in something yeah. else. Literal bread falls from the sky. <laughs> That's it. And then they're oh, like, no, no. else to eat? Oh, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, literally like heavenly food comes from the sky. It's like, it's like they literally just sin. the Dead Sea split in half. <laughs> <laughs> and have walked through the bottom uh, and then like a, like a short while later they make a golden calf and worship it yeah. while Moses is away for like a week like, what's that about? and, and the other <laughs> I think it is I think it comes back to what I just talked about with Jesus they were looking for the shortcut yeah. to the promise so they were looking for something instant instant gratification and that, I think that's a real battle like, like we talked about in our generation we, you know fast food and instant messages none of which is a problem by the way we enjoy both right? Yeah. I don't enjoy instant messages but fast food's good and <laughs> I think there's, there is a genuine discontentment in our generation when it comes to waiting. Yeah. And I think often God's purposes are now, but not yet. Like this is the challenge of the kingdom is the kingdom of God is here, but is not yet fully come. And mm. um, we find it everywhere in scripture. So uh, in Habakkuk, he talks about um, write the message on tablets, let a herald run with it, blah, blah, blah. But then he says, it talks about the end, even though it's slow in coming, wait for it because it will not be delayed. Mm. This constant battle between the now and the not yet of the kingdom and, and of the, the unseen spiritual world. And I just don't think we understand it. Maybe our minds are too small or we're yeah. too simple. But I think that's why we rush things away because we don't understand the concept of it's here, but it's not yet here. Yeah. Mm. And wait for it, but it's on its way. And, uh, there's so much to do with patience, but I think there's more than that, isn't yeah, it? It's a bigger yeah. picture of spirituality. Actually, yeah. that's, that's in a way, you just reminded me of something which I've not thought about in a while, actually, which is kind of cool. But um, when I was, so I was like radically saved when I was 14 and then got baptized when I was 16. And I remember like I was, I was like fully on fire for God then. Um, and I remember someone saying like a couple of prophetic words actually mm. say like, oh, Callum, one day you'll, you'll be in ministry. <laughs> 
And I felt like really like I wanted that. I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Come on then, I'm ready. Like, where's where's this ministry job you give me at the age of sixteen? <laughs> like, like, and I remember really clearly uh, being in a prayer meeting and just feeling God saying to me like, it will come, but not yet. Um, and you know what? It did. Yeah. And it was what seven years later. Yeah, it's cool. Seven years. And in that time, God dealt with a lot of stuff in my life that would have been a massive issue if I jumped yeah. into ministry then. You know what's cool about that? In biblical understanding, seven is the number of perfection. Is it? There you go. There you go. I, am, I am perfection then. That's <laughs> cool. I don't want to put the pressure on you guys, but... It's, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I've got to wait like seven years till I get married then. Same <laughs> <laughs> apply there. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. How do we grow in our impatience then? Just as we come into mm. to land. The growth, of any, the growth of any spiritual discipline is is in the testing of it, isn't it? Um, Sandpaper pe- people. Yeah, pe- people liken faith as a concept to a muscle. That the only way to, to grow it is to build it, is to tear it, is to experience pain in it. Um, and I think it's the same with our patience. Uh, it all comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't think you can ever fully walk in patience if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, there, of course, there's patient people who aren't Christians. Yeah. I mean, Wow amazing I mean you'll um, often say that like when you're not so so close to God that's the first thing you notice is yeah my, yeah it? yeah definitely if I've not been in my Bible enough or connecting with God on my own then I'll notice that my patience starts to slip really quickly I get mm-hmm. annoyed with people and I'm frustrated and I'll become a bit more selfish all of that so how do you grow in patience I think it's the daily journey and decision to keep on dying to yourself and allowing God's kingdom to come in you but it gets tested. Like, so if you've got sandpaper people, you talked about sandpaper people. Uh, we've all got a few of them in our lives who just, they just rub you the wrong way. And uh, the easiest thing to do would just be to walk away from them, but then you don't grow. Yeah. So I think allowing those people around your life and Pastor David here at TLC would often talk about having people in your team, not who are sandpaper people, but who naturally just don't agree with you on certain things because so, it helps shape you and mold you and form you. So going through challenge and testing your patience, I think, is how you grow in it. And I'm going to read 1 Corinthians. Um, it's really, really, really famous. It's the love chapter, the one that's read at every wedding you've ever been to. <laughs> uh, so 1 Corinthians 13, and it talks about love. Um, and I'll get to patience in a minute. It says, love is patient. And then love is kind. It does not envy, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And it's like you were saying about the fruit of the spirit, the fruit yeah. singular, yeah, yeah. love, joy, peace, patience. Like the first of those is love. Yeah. So if you want to grow in patience, grow in love. Because then the people that irritate you, and the good. things that annoy Very you, you'll, you'll be seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah, of, well, good. actually, mm-hmm. I have grace and I have love for this person. Mm. So yeah, that's that person that's walking slowly in front of you in the supermarket, mm. I hope they have a great well, little amble yeah. around. Yeah. That guy pushing against my back in Iceland. Well, I hope he's having a nice time anyway. He's obviously not living in fear. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think as well, one of the keys to growing in patience is learning to live in the moment. So Mm. I think a lack of patience comes when I'm really eager to make my destination and not necessarily enjoy the journey. So when I'm stuck in traffic, I can be so frustrated that I'm not where I want to be yet that I miss the moment where I'm stuck in traffic. And I think what God's been teaching Alice and I in lockdown and this last year has been to live in the moment and not necessarily to waste away or to let go of the season that we're in, but to maximize it. So I know when I'm in a queue and I want to get somewhere quickly, especially if I'm at the post office on London Road, which is the slowest post office I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, 
But instead of just sat, sitting there on my phone and like wasting the time away, why not just take a moment to pause and be and breathe? Yeah. So I think growing in patience sometimes involves us being intentional in the time where we are, where we don't necessarily want to be. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Cool. Cool. Mm. So the three things then, how you grow in patience. So yeah, three things then. Like, like you were saying a little bit about dying to yourself, about learning to grow in love and you know, putting love first about living in the moment as well. That's your three tips to growing patience if you're listening, guys. Um, Josh, do you want to pray for us quick? Yeah, cool. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this season that we are walking in in our world right now. Uh, God, we don't necessarily thank you for this virus, but I pray that you would help us be grateful for what you're teaching us in the middle of it. Mm. And Lord, help us to maximize the lessons of every season. Help us to die to ourselves, to live with love as our priority. And to enjoy being in the moment, Lord, help us not be a people who are impatient, but help us make the most of everything you give us to learn through and to grow through and to develop through. Uh, Jesus, help us allow the sandpaper people around our lives to rub us off in a way that's going to make us more like you. Uh, Lord, help us to grow, to become more Christ-like. Uh, and out of that, would the people around us see you in our lives. Mm. Amen. Amen. Amazing. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week.